Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, resolutions for 2012, which of course I intentionally left off the word that what we really have been discussing are bold resolutions for 2012 because we need to do something a little differently. We're in a stuck economy and people are scared and being cautious and nothing's happening. Everyone's waiting for someone else to, to do something. So we want to be bold. We want to take the initiative. We want to at least be in charge of our own, not destiny, but our own choices and be making them and be making them for our good and not kind of get out of this that uh, we're uh, passengers on someone else's train. That's right. And this week um, we're talking about making our own opportunities. So how do we do that, Carl? What does this mean? (laughs) Well, it means we just recreate the whole world. Start over. Because we would do it right. No, it is kind of a, a bold way to say it, create your own opportunities. But what we're pointing to is, is become more proactive, is become more, um, I'm not going to wait. I would like there to be more going on in the economy. I would uh, be more comfortable. I'd feel better if there was, you know, banks were lending and other businesses were hiring Um There'd be more demand for what we're doing. I would prefer that, but that's not the case. So am I going to still wait or am I going to do something? So, you know, our overall thing is we're going to do something, but, you know, how are we going to go about that? So what we're suggesting is kind of use the sentence, create your own opportunity. So create means um, make something new that wasn't there before. So one aspect is to, in line with our thinking outside the box, is we want to think something new. But in creating an opportunity, we're kind of working with things that are already there. So we want to do something new. We're, we're creating the opportunity is because a lot of the stuff is there, but we want to change it from being something that's going on into, is there an opportunity in that for us? Can we look at it differently so that instead of um, unemployment being this big bugaboo that scares us, it could be, well, you know, how can you help people who are out of work if we're in some kind of service. You know, what if we were to, you know, give them something and, you know, we'd be building a loyal client base in the meantime. So we're turning one thing into something else. And um, what strikes me that what you're saying isn't uh, so much a kind of a technique that we, because I think this often gets, it sounds cheesy. It gets kind of caught up in this, mm -hmm. in this uh, rah, rah sort of movement that means nothing, but I think what you're suggesting, what I'm kind of hearing is this, this sort of um, not feeling stuck, not waiting for things to change or get better the way they were, but a sort of a way to start thinking about what if this is our reality? Mm -hmm. You know, it Mm -hmm. might always be, or for a long time, it might be a time where things are cut back or scarce or not a lot of, you know, areas in which... X and X happen, jobs, wealth, flourish. How do we, how do we still become relevant as a company, as a business, as, you know, people who provide a service? Exactly. How do we stay relevant in a time in what we're, we're doing, who we are now? Exactly. So sometimes you have to create your own opportunity. So one, one um, negative disastrous example would be the, the young man on the hiking um, trip that fell and got his arm trapped and he couldn't get out and he couldn't contact anybody, he ended up cutting off his hand to get out. You know, how horrible is that? But he faced this at some point. I can die. I can stay here. 
And somehow his mind got to such a dramatic, awful alternative, which he took. And so he's minus him, but he's alive. And so there's something, you know, where there was no way, he made a way. There is no technique for that. Let's go with a positive example now. You know, the coffee business, you know, you could say, who makes the best cup of coffee and let's compete on coffee and coffee, 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 coffee. Well, you know, what Starbucks did there is they created a community experience. So in their coffee business, they changed the subject. They just changed the subject. Coffee is part of it, but they're, they're creating community. So, you know, you're, you know it's, it's better than church. I mean, you're, they're nice all the time. They like you even if you're horrible. Um, you can sit down and hang out. And, um, you know, a lot of the coffee places have wonderful coffee and are doing fine business-wise. But I tell you, I'm never in a Starbucks. There's not a long line of people. And their coffee is not that distinct that that would explain, you know, why their drive throughs have the long lines and why there's long lines inside. It's because they created a different opportunity for themselves. And they said, however they got there, and um, I haven't gone to pick up the book yet, but they got there to the idea of let's make an experience. Well, it's funny you say that because I've been to a couple of coffee shops where it says no studying, you know, like no, you know, like oh, yeah. don't you just like drink your cup of coffee and go. And I just think, but it's a coffee shop. Like what else are people going to, I mean, just the fact that you have bodies there buying 50 cent cup of coffees. Oh yeah. Or the, uh, or the concession to Starbucks generosity with Wi-Fi. So they got Wi-Fi, but it's like for an hour. So, you know, like everybody in one hour is going to be done with whatever they're doing. And yes, we get it. Trying to free up the seat for someone else. You get it. But that logic is so narrow that they end up, you know, chasing their own fans out in order to make room. You know, they chase somebody who's there and a loyal customer out to get a prospective who knows who there. And it gets a little silly at times. So the, the point being is that, again, with thinking outside the box, is you're getting this, what other vantage points are there to get to so that I can create something that, and the way I'm looking at it right now isn't there, but if I look at it, you know, and here's there's no answers, so we have to do be creative and, and get out and get lots of minds in it. But you know, if we have something bigger we're looking at, what else might be in the, the picture? And most of us aren't that creative. So once somebody thing works for one person, you know, the experience, selling experience. So that's that's worked with several organizations. So now that just becomes the next technique. And every, everybody else, oh, you got to have an experience. What's the experience you're selling? What's the experience you're selling? You know, it's like, okay, now if you can't answer that question, you're not, you know, all the management gurus out there. Well, that's, that's a great thing to learn, and experience is important. I don't mean to minimize that, but it's not what we're talking about when we talk about create your own opportunity is, is the work of I'm not going to sit here passively and wait. I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to look for things that I don't see right now. Another area to look, relationships and partnerships and what might work. You know, so maybe the partnerships in your field aren't people in the same industry altogether. Uh, I guess I have to give another hat tip to Starbucks here. But who, you know, who would think you'd go to the coffee shop to buy music? You know, they have, and they made a great partnership there. You're looking for relationships that maybe in a literal sense don't seem to fit, but in some other angle there is something that you have in common that if you joined forces in some way, it would complement each other. 
And so you maybe you work on some uh, new ways of being related or some new people to get to know. The point is that you're getting out there and trying these things until a, an idea or one of the paths takes off. Well, it just strikes me too what you said in making your own opportunities with partnerships. I mean, that's, I could be something with your employees too. You know, you don't have, you know, you want loyalty. Maybe you're going to stay small because you've decided, you know what, making a bigger team, making a bigger product isn't where we need to go right now. Maybe we just need to perfect what we have and get a better client database and go out there and, you know, maybe have our employees be a little more invested in the product that we do instead of just, you know, selling it. I mean, they get invested in making it and making it better. And so there just becomes, you know, it's not a money thing. It's not a promotion. It's not getting bigger, but it's a different way of being involved, a different way of kind of seeing what you're doing, a different way of building loyalty. Exactly. What you don't get is what we, what we want in, in, a, in a fearful time is the certainty ahead of any one of these experiments that it's going to work. And so we don't do anything because we want to know ahead of time. So that's what we're getting over here by creating our opportunity. We're not going to wait until something's proven before we try it. We're going to try some things because there may be opportunities there that may emerge that we are not currently seeing. And, you know, it's a perfect segue to our final topic, which is rethinking failure, is because that is not a bad thing to discover that something doesn't work. That's a good thing. It's whether you're learning from that or not. So next week we're going to, you know, it will be how to, how you will make sure this creating your own opportunity thing works for you and doesn't backfire even if none of the ideas work out as you anticipated. Because we're going to look at that, how those failures or those things not working out, how we receive them. And when we change that, you know, we'll find our way forward. We'll find a way forward. Yeah, and it strikes me that once we... Once we are able to just come to terms with things that don't work as learning opportunities, then it'll be easier to take risks in in find opportunities. Exactly. And what we're not providing and what we don't believe in is that any of these tips are the next formula that you can apply. And this is the formula that jumpstart your business in a tough economy. Because the formulaic thinking doesn't work because the first thing it asks you to do is shut off your thinking and apply the formula. And so that's why a lot of our stuff ends kind of open-ended because it is open-ended. There's no way to know. We have to walk down the path to see what's around the corner. Well, next week we'll be discussing Rethinking Failure. We hope you'll join us. We're on the web at boldenterprises.com. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.